rejoice and leap for joy on that day. I think that's really the big theme of everything today in terms of all of our, um, all of our themes. You know, St. Paul says in our first reading today that the world is passing away. The world that we live in is passing away. And in all of the readings are focusing on the idea of us focusing on the next world and not focusing on this one, on, on focusing on heaven. And I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, uh, but you guys will hear me say lots of things twice, so you know, I, I sh I'm sure you won't worry about it. But um, one of the things that C.S. Lewis had said that was a huge turning point for him in his life, really one of, one of the kind of um, linchpins when he finally decided to be Christian was just the idea that we're quite uncomfortable in our world. We're very restless people. And then, of course, uh, St. Augustine has a famous phrase of, you know, Lord's our heart, Lord, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And so a lot of people who live an earthly life, live here in kind of this material world, um, are quite restless and uncomfortable. But then you'll notice I always talk about like being on the one side of the river and then the other side of the river, the non-believing side and then the side where we finally believe. And then it's funny, when you finally believe and your heart rests in the Lord, there's a certain restlessness that's actually taken away from you to some extent. Um, but one of the things I always give the great example of is, is sleeping. You know, sleeping is one of the most comfortable we can be when we're actually on this earth, you know, we're basically unconscious. It's the most restful state that we have. And so we're laying there and we're sleeping and it's just like, and how many of you turned over like 20, 30 times last night? Too many times that you could count. Or, you know, you have to get up and go to the bathroom or you need to drink of water. Or, you know, it's just amazing. Even in our most restful state, we're still really restless. And C.S. Lewis had realized that why do we desire so much to be ultimately comfortable, completely satisfied, not restless at all? Because it actually exists, and that's heaven. And so he'd realize, it's like, why would this desire be so implanted in man to be comfortable when we're always, we're always striving for it, but we're always uncomfortable, we're always kind of moving around or turning over or whatever it might be. And so that was that one of the things that made him really understand that heaven exists, and this is in us to be oriented toward, towards that. And, and then it ends up being that those that live their life for heaven, their life on earth kind of ends up being sort of transformed. Um, you probably know some people like this that, that don't seem that agitated. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, they always seem pretty joyful. They always seem to be like kind of a little bit level-headed. But then you could think of people that don't have God in your life, you know, family members that, that are not a part of the church or any church or anything like that. And, and it's always constant agitation about little things, little like daily nitpicky kind of things. But then you, you might meet somebody, and don't get me wrong, it get, that gets the best of every single one of us, so, so we're not immune to it. But, but to focus on the life of heaven is really the goal. And St. Paul even gives those examples about even our relationships in marriage and things like that are different or kind of transformed. Again, because those things are passing away because they're not going to be a permanent state the way that we experience them here on earth. So we need to focus our eyes on heaven. Today we also celebrate 
um, the great saint, St. Peter Claver, who was a Jesuit priest. And he, he joined the Jesuits when he was like 20 years old. So really young guy, he was born in Spain. And then he basically uh, was influenced by another priest to go to, he wanted to go to the Americas. And so he ended up being, um, you know, going with a lot of the African slaves when they were brought from Africa to different countries. And so that's why it said in the collect in our opening prayer today, the slave of slaves. He basically served the slaves as much as possible. And I mean, they were in the, the most deplorable conditions that you can possibly imagine. When you, when you think about some of the different things that, that he had dealt with, there were, he, he described one situation where they're actually in, um, the slaves are just naked, completely naked, and they were just in mud. And so they took crushed up bricks and other debris and piled them up in the mud just so that they would have a dry place to sit. And then they took off their own cloaks so that they can sit um, on these cloaks and be clothed with, with their sort of extra clothing. And so they ministered to those slaves. And it was said that St. Peter Claver converted over 300,000 people in his life, which, which is just, I mean, staggering. It's, it's an unbelievable amount of people. And, um, and so my, my parents and I were talking about this. I've mentioned it, I think, every single day since I saw it. But, uh, but having seen the new Fatima movie again just reminded me of so many different things. One of the most beautiful parts of that movie is that the children, one of the things that they want to know the most from the Blessed Mother is they're like, when will I go to heaven? You know, like it, with this exuberance, they're like, when will I go to heaven? And it's just like, there's one big giant implication of Blessed Mother, when will I go to heaven? It's like, uh, when am I going to die? You know, and when's the last time you would see young children in, in the happiness of their life be asking, when am I going to go to heaven? When am I going to die? Uh, so it's, it's, it's completely opposite of the way that, that we see a lot of other people think in the world now, where we kind of like, eh, let's just pretend that death doesn't really exist. But they wanted to know, when will we go to heaven? And that's really what we need to have in our hearts, is when will we go to heaven? But, it, but remember, with Jacinta, Lucia, and Francisco, the three children, you don't know what you're going to get. That's where we're resigned to the will of God in our lives. Lucia lived till she, it was 95 or 97, I can't remember, but well into her 90s. She died in 2005. As where Francisco and Jacinto, Jacinta died in the Spanish flu epidemic. You know, we're in a pandemic right now, and they were two victims of that, but they wanted to know, and the Blessed Mother told them, you're, gonna, you're going to go to heaven soon, very soon. And that was in 1917, it was in the you know, following year. It was very soon for them, truly. But then Lucia had to wait a full, full life until it was her time to go. So that's one of the things that we have to do, set our sights on heaven, but as much as we have the time on earth, we have to make sure that we're not focusing on it too much, no matter how long we reside here. Whether it's one more day or a hundred years, we still need to set our sights on heaven. And so that's the message today. So blessed are those who do that. That's kind of the ultimate beatitude. Blessed are those who set their sights on heaven, because that means that you have God in your sight, God in your gaze. God bless you all today.